AF eloquence is made in the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation and the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging, and we recognise that sovereignty was never ceded. Time for a treaty. Hello and welcome to AF Eloquence, the show where we are eloquent AF about all things football. My name is Bart Welch. And my name is Emil Freund. The time is 4.45. It's Tuesday the 4th of August and we are in, I want to say, day five of Footmas? I think day five. That'll do. On the fifth day of Footmas, the AFL gave, Gil McLaughlin gave to me... Uh, some tigers and some lions and an off-tempo Bontempelli. <laughs> we got there. Hey! Hey! Hello! It's the fifth day of Christmas. Uh, footmas, yes. Footmas, there it is. And I don't know about you, Millie, but I'm having a little bit of footmas fatigue. Um, yes. From the comfort of my couch. You might think the players get tired, well, but I beg to differ. And I think the watchers, the consumers, the fans, the... The media, as we are, of course. Oh, we yes. get tired too, as we're a part of. The, the AFL voluntary media. AFL media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Clogging up the airways. Um, yes. But it's, no, it is a celebration. Well, but. I've gorged myself on the Footmas Feast and I've not yet uh, got my second wind for another plate. Um, I, I know it'll come and surely if the Blues ever win again, that'll help. Um, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly I'm certainly nice and full right now. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, I didn't. Little confession here for you, but I didn't watch anything of last night's game. Hey, your secret's safe with me because I reckon <laughs> I watched about twenty minutes of it, right <laughs> Emil. And um, uh, these are the things I can tell you: okay. Mitch Georgiades, Ooh. good name, great good name, great young player, Port great. Adelaide, yep. loving loving him. Oh, is Hot this the take. kid who kicked the goal that was then? Was then no, shown to that be... was Boyd Woodcock, ah, first gamer. First gamer. Great first goal, first touch. Well, great first point, really. Mm. Um, but no, Georgiades, he's played about four games and he kicked three three goals last night? Or was it the week before? Who knows? Mm. Anyway, he's the rising star nom from the weekend and he actually looks pretty great. And he's a little one for you as well. Um, he came to Port Adelaide. Last this is his first year. He came in the draft last year as a part of one of the one of the picks that Port got back for the St Kilda Dougal Howard Paddy Ryder trade. They used this pick for Mitch Georgiati. So mm. he was a slider in the draft last year, and he's looking pretty good. Anyway, I noticed that. I also noticed Charlie Dixon, Dixon loves a contested mark, smashing mm. the comfort, leading for contested marks. And I, I also did, noticed. I did see that highlight. His him like bobbling around through the through the. Through those he's dogs, a meat axe, isn't he? He's a beast of a he human. Um, yeah, my goodness. And someone else who's a beast of a human is Josh Bruce, but he can't get his shit together at the dogs. He's had one good game this year, really. Yeah, he a couple of serviceable, but yeah, that was that was it. Yeah, um, weird one. So I noticed those things, Emil. But um, the football, you know, that's old news now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Out with yesterday's newspapers. Yeah, and this one, this pod, today's Tuesday Arvo pod. If you don't catch it by Wednesday, Thursday, <laughs> throw it in the bin. Right in the bin. Um, 
because it's a <laughs> it's a pretty quick cycle at the moment. But yeah, so just on that, Millie and I for our great listeners here, we're going to try and just do um, these little a smaller pod probably today, and we'll try and do the same over this footmas period. Um, yeah, just keep them a bit shorter and sweeter, just little morsels to keep in touch. Because yeah, as we said, we if we roll on and prattle on our usual hour twenty. Who's going to listen, Mealy? Well, By the time you finish the pod, and two, you've missed two games. A day's a long time in football at this rate, but let alone a bloody week. And Mate. you know, we're yeah. going to just, we're going to just, we're going to always. It's going to be too hard to find that gap between rounds because it's no longer the Sunday to Thursday or Friday anymore. We got maybe twenty four hours. Yeah, that's right. We have got twenty four hours, and it comes, it falls mostly on a Monday. And which is a day of work for most people, and um, you know, if we a day were, of serious hangover for me. That's right, lockdown Monday. <laughs> Got to look after the old noggin. Merlot um, Monday, as they call it. Yep. <laughs> oh, Mister Merlot himself. Yeah. Well, we're gonna try keep keep on the pace. Um, but you know, forgive us. And we've got a, a we're still we're still cooking away our um our hot pies for you. We got a we got our hot pies coming up. Um, but you know what? We scratched the surface and, yeah, we, and we, del- we delved. And I'll tell you yes. what, it goes deep. Yeah. The rot and the, runs deep. A lot. And and they are hot pies, but we didn't realize there was like layers of like sriracha and oh. like chilies and all some, sorts of peppers in there. Some ghost chili in there. There's a few ghost chilies in there, and it's about 20 years of cooking in this pie. So Alex Mansell, um, uh, regular, beautiful fan of the show. Forever patient. Yeah. Forever patient as well. Forever patient for two reasons. One, he's an Essendon fan. You've got to have a lot of patience there. And two, he's been waiting to hear this expose on the pies. But we basically just didn't want to do a slapdash job, to be honest. There's there's too much. And there's too much that's potentially libelous for us to not take our time and make sure we don't say anything that Eddie Maguire is going to bring up on his radio show or in court. Yes, exactly. And you you wouldn't put it past him. Um, And. Another funny thing, just while we're on that, I guess, is you did mention last week that we were, we were talking about having this for our listeners this week. Oh, actually, or last on Thursday. Um, and you were you mentioned that there'll be the next Collingwood thing by that stage, and we'll we'll mention that as well. And you couldn't Ooh. you were bang on, my friend, because we we might as well talk about them. The oh, day we- that Eddie Maguire comes out and says if anyone breaches and has another COVID breach in the hub, they should be sent Send home. Them home! Back down south into the contagion zone. Welcome back to the ghetto of Melbourne. Oh, my goodness. No. And then, yeah. And then the coach. Bucks. Bucks. The worst person. Just oh. keep your mouth shut, Eddie. And also, stop breaching protocols, <laughs> players. But but also, geez. Yeah. My goodness. It's pretty funny. It's pretty dang funny. Not the breaching of public health oh, orders, but the fact that it. the president speaks out and then the coach does the thing moments later. It's Just uh, another... You know, moment of clear demonstration of the man's hypocrisy and and one-eyed supporter supporter supporting of the club that i mean i know he's president but then you know should he be in the media as well should he be doing all this as well should it he be in, like should he have been on the board of athletics australia at the same time that collingwood took over the victorian athletics track i don't know but i, don't, I just don't know <laughs> we're just, just not sure that's what we're getting at we sure. don't know no. um well, we do know, but uh, 
We might get sued. Well, um, <laughs> um, no, but that will come, Alex Mansell and our other great fans. Um, but yeah, for now, we'll just keep on writing them in. All these, these fuck ups and these horrible, these crimes that this club keeps committing. Crimes um, against society. Crimes against humanity. Oh, a lot crime. of crimes against women as well. Oh yeah, and nothing else funny on that. Um, those hot pies. Also, they. F- yeah, what do you got for me? What you got for me, smiley boy? Oh well, the stink. I think we we're going the same direction here because at the moment they're stinking on and off the field. Great. Yeah, we were. We were right? going to put the boot in because that's yeah. what they, they deserve. The boot. We they may deserve we, multiple boots. We may be opening ourselves up to a lawsuit if we talk about their off-field indiscretions, but we can talk about the crime that is their on-field performances, Bart, with impunity because they're stinking up the joint. I can smell them from here, and they played in in WA on the weekend. That's a long <laughs> way for that stank to travel. <laughs> but uh, I watched that game as well. The yeah. uh, couldn't couldn't give a fuck cup of Frio and um, Collingwood. Well, I, I got what I wanted to be honest. I got Frio, a, a solid Frio unit with really some was. good young players and with beating the Pies. No Walters, no Fife. Yeah, uh, hang on. No, had Fife right. Oh, Fife came back. Yes, right. But yes. still. But also, they found a well. They haven't. They're not. They're new to some people. But he's been churning along all right. But Caleb Sarong uh, is looking okay. I think he was a pick eight last year. Yeah, I believe so. And he's one of their three good young players they got: Hayden Young, um, Caleb Sarong, and Liam Henry. Liam Henry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, and Sarong had a near best on ground game in his yeah. seventh game or something with a midfield that has. Nat Fife in it and against a midfield that has players like Taylor Adams, Trelaw, side bottom, you know, and, and then the depth that Collingwood has through their midfield, other players. Um, and he was, yeah, one of the best on ground. So how about that? Good on you, Frio. You did what everyone else wanted you to do. Yeah. The Saints of the West. They didn't let yeah. us down. No, they did not. This, this week. F- future feels pretty bright for Frio. Um, they're missing some pieces, but you know we've, we've talked about it a bit this year. They've got some damn good young kids, and, mm. uh, it's, and they have been competitive. They they haven't been blown out of the water at all. I don't think that's right. No, they yeah. haven't. Even in their first four rounds, when they had close losses, it was within a couple of kicks, mm. all of them. Um, and the future does look bright. You you know you say there's those few pieces missing, and I I, I wonder what it would be. Um, uh, sorry. <laughs> There's some real fun sound stuff happening here today as well. It's another thing to compete with. Um, yeah, I wonder how they would have gone if they had Lockie Neal and Brad Hill and Lockie Weller in this same side. But, you know, we can never really know because all those outs led to all of these young ins. So probably wasn't going to be it for them with all of those players anyway, getting, old, getting older. I don't think they're in their premiership window. And now they've got a... A bunch of young talent. And there's also players like Chera and Brayshaw who've been, who are a couple years, a few years into it now, and they're starting to, de- to develop nicely as well. So, we're big Frio fans here at AF Eloquence, that's for sure. Oh yeah, we're docked to the Dockers. Uh, it's, uh, it's my favourite time docking with the Dockers. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> feel close. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, all right. What other games from the last round caught your eye? I mean, it's, you know, we're obviously going to talk about the, the, the big dub from the 
North Melbourne Football Club against Adelaide. No, I'm talking about the Saints, oh, of course. Of course. Um, also, Adelaide's misery... Just a little side diversion. Adelaide's misery continues. When's their win going to come, Bart? I know that you know most teams don't go winless through a season, but uh, just, you know, I, I feel... It's starting to get... Yeah, it's starting to get harder to, um, to see where that win's going to come from. It could be this weekend... Well, this this next game, whenever it is, against it's probably uh, as good a chance they'll have in a while. Yeah, yeah, because they've played a lot of the bottom four sides already. Um, mm. So, yeah, Melbourne that that's Melbourne looking pretty shocking themselves. So this will be their their biggest chance. But I still don't know if it's going to come this week. Um, yeah, what a fall from grace, man! What good good wins gone, I reckon. Do you reckon? How can, how can he endure? Well, he got signed yeah, on I, the I think so. last season. Oh, like over the off. I think he got an extension in the off season, but it's man. It's, they haven't got it right at all. They they haven't got. That's such right. a bad year last year, and they're not redeeming themselves at all this year. They they've played some attractive football. That game against Hawthorne was magic for a lot of it. Um, but aside from that, they've been stinking it up. And yeah. I just and they, the, the talent they've got, the players they've brought in, um, it just isn't doesn't isn't working. And I don't know if it's a uh, who knows what it is. I guess you'd have to be on the inside to really have a have a clue. All I know, Bart, is that when teams struggle this long um, with no uh, apparent reason as to why, it's always the coach who gets the gets the bullet. Yeah, it is, isn't it? They um, yeah, it's probably coming for old Simon, isn't it? Even well, it, even with that extension contract extension. If he was a Paul Ruse, if he was a Clarkson, if he was an experienced AFL coach, then you'd, you'd give him, you'd, you'd assume it'd be another year or maybe two. But because he's a first timer, even though he was mentored by Paul Ruse, I think, I think he's probably done, man. I think, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see how he survives much beyond this season. Um, and this is his fourth, uh, maybe fifth year. No, you, you know, it's, you're right. I think it's fourth. Right, twenty sixteen was the handover, I reckon. So his right. first year coaching, I think, was 2017. See, that's start, not many coaches get five years at a, at a job, particularly no. a club that's yearning for success so much as Melbourne is. And a club that on the weekend, their president, I think it's their president, maybe the CEO, someone important, came yeah. out and was, was pretty <laughs> scathing in their review. And, and not only scathing in his review, but he was channeling the 50s, I reckon, with some of his references. I mean... He's so out of touch. What do you say? Oh, um, really? Was he when bringing playing, some May Bloom stuff? No, pretty much. Talking about the red legs. No, he yeah. was like, playing for Melbourne means something. When you pull on the jumper, you know, we don't just pull those out of Wheaties packets. It's like, what? Wheaties, yeah, when, yeah. Everyone, did you, did you just <laughs> escape the 50s? What happened? Don't think. Do. Do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maybe they need a top, top to bottom, a little review. Oh, I don't know what they man. need. They've, they've probably had they've had so many reviews in their time and reviews are reviews. I don't know. I'm, they need a review of the review. I think they do. I think they need. I think they need a, a, probably an in-depth one. I reckon for once, a um, deep dive. A deep dive. Yeah. A yeah. deep dive. Deep dive. Well, from hell. I'm and off back. him. I was. I was. I was still on him uh, even mm. up to last week. I tipped him last week um, stupidly. Yeah. But I had some faith that they... I didn't. After mm. watching the Hawks game, that there was the chance, even even after they dropped the um, the one against the... Who was it the week before? Um, against the Lions in, a, in that close one. I was like, oh, oh push the Lions right. in a close yeah, one. Yeah, that's right. Had I a great game against this. Hawthorne. I can see it. But fuck, man. They look so far off the pace. I yep, just, they really oh. do. Yep. 
It, it'll, well, it'll be interesting, the Adelaide-Melbourne game, because you'd expect Melbourne to come out and give them a thumping, but, gee, the, wouldn't the pressure be on if they lose? Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch this space, my Watch friend. this space. Um, now, we, we talked about uh, long-suffering uh, Don supporter Alex Mansell. we got to talk about the long-suffering Dons, because that was a pretty horrid performance against a very good <laughs> Brisbane team. It was. And, you know, they are playing without a forward line, but... And, you know, they had some rough things happen through the game. Um, there was a bit of noise of affirmation from the from the Brisbane home uh, crowd. That's what happens. And, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's pretty frustrating for the Dons, isn't it? I, f- I feel for them, for us strugglers. What are they? You, you know, without, without Stringer, without Fantasia, without Danny, Joe Danaher, they're not the same side. But they've been without them for so long now. And Stringer's really the only one who's been consistently in that team. Danaher's, is he even there anymore? Yeah, I don't know if he'll, I don't know. Who knows how he'll recover and whether or not he'll end up finishing his career at the Dons playing elsewhere or or playing much more footy. It doesn't, it feels like he's ready to start a, like a a coffee shop or like playing a band in like North Fitzroy and just kind of take it easy for a while and enjoy his footy in the local leagues. I mean, that's not so bad. It sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty great. He'd also be like, you know, have nearing a, a million dollars sure. in the bank account, right? Sure. After this many years on a football list. I don't know. Does he strike you as the kind of guy who's good at savings? Mm, no, but he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's going to be rocking a Gucci bag and driving Maseratis either. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. He probably doesn't have super duper expensive taste. I reckon well, he's a giver. I reckon, I reckon he's a giver, Joe Danaher. Hmm. I reckon, I reckon he he'd be a back. generous lover. I reckon he would be his too. <laughs> what am I? What am I saying? That wasn't even hey, sorry, words, Emil. <laughs> I, I reckon he was being too. Well, uh, I said you were carried off your feet by the idea of being wrapped in Joey's arms. <laughs> I was <laughs> in Joe Danaher's like seven foot reach arms. Well, the thing is about the Essendon man, like they keep starting their seasons well and. Mm. When they do that, it's great because you give themselves an opportunity to play finals, but they haven't been able to do it. And mm. it, it, I don't know what it is. I don't know what yeah. it is. They just and they've traded. They've seemed to have done the right things in terms of the last few years getting in, you know, Sard, yep. uh, Smith in that Smith, year, Stringer. Yep. Yeah, that really great year where they won. They seemed to win the trade period, which, which I think they kind of, they still, those ones have checked off now. Devin Smith's a best and fairest winner. Stringer yep. is a danger in their forward line. You know, he's, He's, you can play and, and him one out in the forward line. And he's um, playing the midfield minutes that they kind of were hoping that he that's would. That's right. Yeah, he can explode through the mid and pinch hit in the mid. Yeah. Um, so they've seemed to have worked. Same with Shield. He, he's, he's not the best midfielder in the game, but he still gives them something that they needed. But Yeah, and Saad uh, has been an absolute win. Oh, absolutely he has, hasn't he? Off the halfback, he's, yeah, he may be even the best one. Um, yeah, it's very satisfying. Oh, yes, Millie. Give him to me. Oh. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, dude. I don't, I don't know what they what they need to do. They've still got another one up up the sleeve, but I guess until they really get their forward line together, it's it's hard to to win when you can't kick a winning score. Got to play finals to win finals, and they don't look like playing finals. They don't look like it at the moment, do they? And you know they have been flying under the radar, like we said, and they've been putting along, and they got the game there ready to go. But it doesn't look like. I don't look like they're there. Maybe they'll turn it around when they get some more players back and what whatnot. But they've they've done this a few years in a row, haven't they? They've kind of scraped into the eight yeah. and just kind of made up the numbers. They're only, they're really lucky that that um, game in a hand is against Melbourne 
because the way they're playing it, they wouldn't really factor, uh, fancy themselves against many other opposition, I wouldn't have thought. That's a good point. They should try and make a move to try and rush this one in and squeeze another uh, gift into the footy sock in this footness <laughs> period because you want to play the Ds right now, don't you? You do. Or do you not? Maybe do they respond? No, nah, man. They, don't think so. I don't think they can respond. I've never. I don't. I think, think they've, they've been trying to respond. Yeah, they've, absolutely, they have. They just. Yeah. It's not connecting. Um, oh gosh. Yeah. Speaking of non, no connection. Adelaide, no good. Yeah. Talked about that. North Melbourne, good great. on him. Um, poor old Ben Brown well in, the, in the game where they were raffling goals. He couldn't get. Near, he couldn't I'm, get on the park. Poor fucker. I know. I know. Well, he's. Hang on. He was dropped he was on dropped. the weekend, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah he, didn't, he didn't play against Adelaide. Yeah. And they kicked like 120 or 100, something. It was like yeah, the biggest score. Yes. <laughs> biggest score of the um of the year from the, uh, year. the 17th side playing the 18th side, which just shows the. Uh, the difference between everyone and the Adelaide Football Club. Um, they are pie floaters at the moment. Oh, aren't they? Those settlers. Those they need. They need a. They need a session of. Um, they need a session of that collective mind to like gather themselves. You know to. Get that'll, gather that'll fix everything. You know what I think? I think they should bring in Mick Malthouse. He will. He'll sort them right out. <laughs> Bring, bring, bring back Mick Malthouse. Get Rashudo. I reckon Chuck Rashudo. Um, you know, I know he's got some media commitments, and he's on. Is he on the board, Mark Rashudo? Yeah, he's. He's. I don't know. He's director of the board, or oh, chairman sorry, of the board, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Well, I reckon they should give him a triple pronged role and chuck the boots on him, pop him <laughs> in the in the forward in the, in the square, play him bring, out of the. Bring back Godra. I reckon. Hell yeah, he could still take a mark. I reckon McLeod, bring him back. Andrew McLeod would get a game right now. Hell yeah, he would. <laughs> he would. Andrew McLeod would get a game at the Adelaide Football Club right he'd, now. He'd probably get best on ground at the Adelaide Football Club right no, now. That's the hottest take you're going to get from this podcast. Sizzling. That's sizzling. Watch out for McLeod's return. Those mighty saints, but the showtime. Oh top my gosh. All conquering... I- Beating oh. the best teams in it. I mean, Sydney aren't the best teams in it, but they are though. They're they're, they're bringing yeah. it. They're beating the teams they should beat, and they're beating yes. the teams that are you know they they need to be beating to be a legitimate top four final side, and they fucking are. Oh, God, it must it's feel good. Weird. It's very I'm, weird, I'm dude. Basking in your reflective <laughs> glory, my friend. Thank you, dude. Thank you very much. Because uh, I am glowing. That's for sure. Um, it's hard to believe, really. It does feel weird. Um, uh, we played a great game against the Swans, or, or you know, no, it wasn't. It wasn't a fantastic game, but we just got it done. We, um, yeah, we. They they came at us hard. They came at us in the third quarter, particularly. They had some chances and were pressing a bit, and they they're a bit wasteful in front of goals. Of course, Sydney isn't the same bloods of the of you know the last little while, the last fifteen years or so, but they still. They've still got that in there. The Bloods culture to crack in and have a go, and they they're sure re- did. They're not really a rollover side. No, that's right. Exactly. They're not. That's right. And our history with them has been poor, like it has been with um, many of these uh, really good sides. Of course, you're going to have a bad history of of this decade of um, uh, dominance that they've kind of all had. Um, but mate, it was awesome, and we put the foot down in the fourth quarter, much like we did against Port the week before. We kicked five goals, one against Port. In the fourth quarter, and we kicked six one against Swans in the fourth quarter, whilst keeping them both to I think a goal each, respectively. So you're doing the exact reverse of oh no, I was going to say you're doing the exact reserve reverse of Carlton, but no, we are we have been kicking some okay scores in the court. Well, you guys are true. You got well. The Blues just have, and you've said this multiple times. They they just they're great quarters 
at a time and then there'll always be one or there'll be a moment a pa- there'll be a patch somewhere where they'll just leak goals or it'll just be they'll just be frazzled for a moment and unfortunately i guess for last week's game that that frazzled moment lasted longer than um Man. than it, it normally does because uh, you were dominant from, in that first quarter oh dude yeah it lasted until uh maybe the five-minute mark of the second quarter and then it was all one-way traffic. We were shocking after that. i just so angry about it, man. Like, I know that it's been... There's the historical... And that's what it is. That's why I'm angry about it. We're not... We're, we're, not, we're a better team than uh, Hawthorne at the moment. We should be able to... The way we played in that first quarter and, and little bit, we're just... They're just... And I said it to my housemate and Hawk supporter, Hudson... And good friend of the show. Um, about yeah, just before the just before quarter time, it's like if we we just let that we just we just took the foot off there. Just just the last they kicked two late goals in the end of the first. It's like we just took the foot off there. Two more goals would have completely finished the game. For yeah. you know, we, we 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 could have put them away in the at the end of the first, but we weren't able to do it. And then then all the demons start coming in, and 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 I think the historical kind of. That's when the hist- the history against the clubs, even if it is fifteen years, even if none of the players uh, have been there for that long, it still makes a difference. Because if suddenly Hawthorne have a sniff and they start to come, and then they've done this against us, you know, multiple times, it starts yeah. to stack up. It's I think so true. When 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 us as a team realise we're in a position to win a game, there's only been once this year we've been able to do it. And I said it on the show last week. It was against the dogs. We the were doggies. able to put them away. And every other game we've we've let teams right back in from being in a position of dominance in 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 most of those close uh, losses and victories. In fact, um, we've only we've come from behind a couple of times, but then you know that's that's been fine. But. Really, as soon as we're in a position to win it, I think we just kind of talk ourselves out of it or, or worry ourselves out of it. I don't know. It's composure. That's what is, it is. Yeah, and is that going to change? Do you reckon this loss then will help to change that? Because I know, you know, we can compare our sides because they, they are, they're slightly different in terms of their rebuilds or where yeah. they're at in certain things. And they've got Carlton feels about certain a, year, things. a year behind. Yeah, and you you had some other players that were like more dominant than ours. Really, you have a bigger superstar than, than anyone in our list in Paddy Cripps. You know, like you do have some real talent, and there's a few other holes here and there. But both of our clubs have struggled to do to to win, obviously. But to close out games has been tough. And I know we've talked about getting used to winning and like understanding how to win and how to like put a side away and how to take a bit of time off the clock. And you don't have to be. It doesn't have to be all go go go. You can get get control of the game again and that feels like it's a hard thing to do and obviously youthful teams struggle with it our clubs have both struggled with it if St Kilda this year has also struggled with it like you know people keep mentioning that we were 35 and 37 points respectively up against North and Fremantle and lost those games in shortened format in this year and it's the same stance that are the top three that everyone fucking loves right now that was like four weeks ago yeah so like we haven't quite banished those demons from um from our conscience yet either so i don't know would you reckon will this will this game be the kind of game now that that is a big learning curve for carlton and will it will it be a step in the right direction for them for for even this week or and beyond it's hard to tell um yeah i think carlton of old i would have thought it, i would i'd be worried that it'll just completely sap the energy and confidence and the, and the promising start that that built for themselves and and then the season just tumble away and I'm I'm you know I'm pretty fearful of that but I you know I think 
in that respect, I think that Hub Life is in our favour for that. I think it'll help. Um, yeah, it, it should it should help. I think. And, you, and you've said this before and, about the age profile for some right. clubs suiting the Hub Life, and Carlton would be one of those uh, clubs that I feel like they're happy there at the moment. And uh, happiness is an important thing, Emil. Um, Adelaide, I don't. They're not very happy. Look at their players; they don't look very happy. Hawthorne haven't looked very happy. They no. looked happy on the weekend when they started enjoying their football and winning, but the Blues have looked like a, a happy team at uh, at Carlton. On and off the field, Abba or not, they're looking pretty good. And yeah, I don't know. That was a really, really... I don't need to tell you how disappointing that game was. Um, even for neutral fans who were just enjoying, you know, I guess the fall from the great city of Hawthorne, um, you know, come crashing down, but... It's, they proved again that I think it says more about the Blues than it does about the Hawks. I don't think the Hawks are like backing it. Here they come. It's they got a, they had a good game. No. They've still got some great players. They got a great coach, but they got some issues. But I think it said they more have, about yeah. Carlton. The Hawthorne are a, they're a better side than they've been playing, and they're not. It's nowhere near as dire as a lot of people would have you believe. Like I still think it's rebuild time, but there's still heaps of quality on, on that playing list, and they're. Capable of playing good games. They've been out of form, but um, they found a bit more of it against us. And we, you know, we still forget that they went down and um, beat Hall, uh, Geelong, down in Geelong. They, they, um, they, they, they beat the Tigers uh, as well. And late last year, they beat the Weagles, I reckon. And, you know, they're, there's, there's, they're capable of really good footy. It's just that if teams can put them away and, and have the opportunity to put them away, which they're giving them at the moment, not the, the Hawthorne of three, four years ago wouldn't have given them that opportunity. But now... <laughs> If you play well, you've got the opportunity to win it against them. And if you can win it, then you'll beat them. But if you don't actively go out there and win it, then they're back in it. And we're not yet, like you said, just not yet in that pattern of winning. We'll get there. Yeah. But who knows? It may not be this year. This promising signs though, right? Yeah. Like, and I know promising signs can only get us so far, but the Blues haven't played this exciting football for years. And no. I enjoy their team. I like watching them. Um, and same with the, the Mighty Saints. We've, both of our clubs are, are better than we've been and, and we've still got a bit to go, but it's, you know, I hope the, the weekend doesn't happen again, doesn't repeat for you, but it seems like you're trending in the right direction. Hello. Just had a little internet uh, a yeah. moment there. That's all right. Um, we have, you know, Australia can only do so much. Like the Blues, sometimes we're lacking a bit of connection. And sometimes we can't finish <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> uh, um, oh, well, one of these days, y'all. Oh, also, how fun's this? This is our second crack at this for everyone who wants to know. <laughs> we did do a <laughs> cheeky 10 minutes and then realised that uh, my audio, for whatever reason, was not recording properly. So, yes, this is our second crack. We're having a Tech's having an interesting thing, thing isn't it? Yeah, oh, we're it giving is. it a crack. Yeah. Um, now, let's look ahead, shall we? Yes, so let's, let's look ahead. Enough of, enough of living in the past. Yeah. We, we need to look ahead to like three hours when this game starts. Oh, Scratch true. that. Two hours when <laughs> this game starts. Uh, the Battle of the Big Cats. Um, let's not spend yes. too much time on it because it'll be no. over by the time you listen to this probably. Exactly. Um, yeah. I'm can laugh gonna, at our tips. Oh, gee, it's hard. Um, I'm going to tip Brisbane. They're, yeah, they're, yep, tipping Brisbane. Bit of a coin toss. I'm also tipping Brisbane, Metricon Stadium. There'll be more. There'll be some Queensland uh, Lions fans there. 
Richmond played. Oh, we we didn't really talk about Richmond, but we can we can kind of say it now about how freaking good they were against um, the, the doggies, doggies last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, they were great. <laughs> Wednesday, they were very good, and Dustin Martin played his best game of the year and looked like the that dusty of. His premiership years, particularly 2018, uh, 2018, 2017. Yep. The year he won everything. Yes, that was the year. And he looked more like that, Dustin Martin. Um, yeah. Hey, funny little Dustin Martin story. I don't know Tell if we've ever told this in the pod, but when Emil and I used to work at um, uh, Man With A Van, a removals company in Melbourne a few years ago, as many, many actors and artists have done. Before us and after us. We, anyway, we, we were men with Ven. It's true. We were men with Ven, and we knew how to pack and stack and lift. Um, and I've lost all those abilities now with my skinny ass arms. <laughs> anyway, we had a friend who. There's a few footy, good footy stories in this. I have to dig dig a little deeper and find some more. But friends were moving Dustin Martin, and they they were moving his bed, and <laughs> um, underneath you see a lot of things being removed. Just underneath Dusty's bed, they like pulled it up and there was this framed big framed like memorabilia Richmond thing and I, I believe it was before it was before 2017 so they hadn't won the flag yet. it was probably 2016 and it was a Dustin Martin signed like photograph and it had a few pictures of him and it was like something that he'd written it was a signed picture of Dusty but it was this glass beautifully framed thing that had been smashed and then was just pushed relegated to under the bedroom just like shamefully put under the bedroom so I don't know if Dusty's had a bad day and he's come home and he's looked at his memorabilia and he's like, I'm a liar! And just smacked it. He's punched his thing and just smashed it oh. and put it under the bed. Who knows? We can speculate more on that later, but that just came into my do they, brain. And I did they I'd miss finals in 2016? I feel like they might have. Um, Let's look. It's, yeah, you know, this is going to be riveting that. stuff. It's still, oh, bloody Tigers, you know. 2016 well, AFL final I, series. I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, apprehensive about this tip because I, I, you know, the Tigers did look excellent, um, but yeah, I, I think the noise and uh, the crowd and Lions got the roll on, um, and I, I don't, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game, um, seeing how they match up, where they're at. I, I, yeah, same yeah. here. And they beat them also. The Tigers beat them last year in the finals when they went. I think they were up in Brisbane. They beat them up there. It was a bit of a challenge. They could get a litmus test versus the best side in it, and they didn't do too well. So another year, the Lions, another another season. They're harder. They're better. They're more mature. They're stronger. they got some more players. I think they, I reckon they can do it, but we'll see. And quickly on what we're looking up there, the 2016 yep. final series, we probably should have known this off the top of our head because they didn't make the eight in 2016 because yes, they jumped up from 13th, I believe. It doesn't actually say. I just looked who was in the finals and they're not there. But now I think I remember that they were 13th. So once Darcy realized that finals were out of the equation, I heard he came home and just went to town <laughs> on the Dusty Martin memorabilia and just smashed it. That's what I heard. Finals are out of the picture. Well, I'm over this picture. Fuck you. <laughs> Bang. Yeah. That's Dusty. That's dusty for you. And it is, ironically, it was quite dusty. It was collecting dust under his bed. Dusty under a dusty bed. After a slight delay and a bit of Malcolm Turnbull action on the NBN, we are 
back again. We've had a real mare with the internet on this episode. So thanks for bearing with us. Um, we We're have, having a shocker. We're like we've... the Adelaide Crows of podcasting right now. We can't yeah. get a win. Well, maybe Collective Mind will sort us out. I don't know. Perhaps a little Gold Coast camp. Once lockdown ends, oh, of course. Absolutely. And I'm allowed to exercise with more than one other person, preferably a commando in uh, army fatigues and a hunting knife. Yeah, that's what we need. That'll sort out my fragile mental state for sure. Some fragile internet too. <laughs> so we're we talking about the lions and tigers. Yeah, let's let's get it done because God, yeah. who knows when it'll drop out again? Um, you're on the you're on the lions, uh, like on me? the lions, on the lions. Yeah, right bad, on for sure. Okay, all right, both on the lions for that one. But with uh, obviously an each way kind of uh, tigers are pretty good at the moment. Yeah, a bit of a feel. Um, Next game of the round uh, is on Wednesday, the 5th of August. Um, Geelong taking on North Melbourne at the Gabba. Um, does North Melbourne's form against Adelaide mean anything for this match? Not particularly, I don't think. I think they're a better team than the Crows, but I think Geelong are, are a solid unit still. Out of out of those those teams of that those glorious uh, the glorious era of like Hawthorne, Sydney, and Geelong. Geelong are still really the ones that are still up there, and with a few injuries, they were they played a good game against West Coast, and I reckon they're too good for North Melbourne. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, but um, I'm definitely tipping the Cats. I reckon we'll see an improved showing from from the Kangas, um, and they should take a lot of heart from their victory last week. They not only got the win that they needed, um, but they got it done emphatically. So, man, hopefully it um, hopefully it opens the scoring floodgates for the for the Kangas. Oh, absolutely. Good luck to them. Yeah. Um, same day, Wednesday the 5th at 8.10 in the evening. It's the aforementioned Adelaide Crows taking on the Dismal Ds um, in a danger game at the Adelaide Oval in front of what's probably going to be, you know, 15, 20,000 fans, I would have thought. Yeah, mainly Crows fans, you would think. I don't know if, you know, in the past, the the crowd's enough to get you over the line, but I don't know what they need to get themselves over that line, the Adelaide Crows. It's a hard one to tip because they're both looking pretty poor, but Melbourne look their least shit, so I'm going to tip the T's, <laughs> but I don't know, man. They're both hard to tip, aren't they? Yeah, man, um, they are. Um, and also Tom McDonald's been uh, dropped for this game after a pretty – shit-ass performance last week or, you know, low-possession, low-impact game last week. And they're just going with the Luke Jackson-Weedy-Man combo, which, you know, why not? It worked for them pretty well in the, the week before when, when Tommy Donald was out, or the week, the couple of weeks before when McDonald was out with that eye. So, hey. Play uh, the youth. Yeah, play the youth. Luke Jackson looks like he's he's uh, he's going to be a real player, as you'd hope from a pick three. Um, and then also, Weedyman is is, you know, coming back to some form, which is... Good news. Good news for D's. Good news for Weedyman. Well done. Yeah, there we go. Good, good luck to you both. Good good luck. Good bloody luck to you. Um, <laughs> Thursday, the 6th of August, uh, at the Gabba at 5.40. First up, we got uh, the Birds. We got Collingwood taking on the Sydney Swans. Contro- controversy, Controversial Collingwood taking on the safe Sydney Swans. Um, I'm going to back Collingwood in this. Um, I think that it'll be a... Yeah, it'll be one of those games where they... Put their critics at bay by putting it out in the field, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They'll uh, get that white line fever going before and off uh, after the game, and um, I think Collingwood, the criminal pies, will um, will get it done again. Prison bars, it is. <laughs> at Metricon at eight ten on the same day, we got the Gold Coast Suns taking on your boys, the Saints. Um, in really, like, uh, I just 
Suns, great start to the year, but it, it, they are, they're doing – it's not – I don't know if it's quite the taper-off thing they normally do, but they've certainly fallen off a little bit. And, um, you know, they've played some tough sides, but they're not looking like they're going to be playing finals, which is not what you would have said after, you know, round four, five. No, that's right. They've Yeah, this is the kind of the usual pattern, which is a bit unfortunate. But as you said, it's not as bad as it has been. There's still a light at the end of the tunnel, but they are starting to tire a little bit. Um and I think the Saints will get the job done because we are moving along lot nicely. But we have in the last two to three years, particularly the last two years, had some quite co- close contests with the Suns. Last year we played them twice. We won by a combined three points, I believe. So we, we have close games with them. So it wouldn't surprise me if they really tested us and it was within a kick because it's been like that the last few times. But I would hope the Saints can get it done. That's what I'm tipping. Yeah, I reckon it's, there's a little... I mean, if it was a couple of weeks ago, I'd be like, ooh, a bit of a danger game here for the Saints, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't feel that way. I feel pretty solid on the Saints at the moment. Um, I think that they'll eclipse the Suns, who will, you know, put up a bit of a, a gallant fight, but uh, it won't be enough. Um, next game of the round, Friday the 7th of August at Metricon Stadium. Uh, it's the Essendon Football Club taking on the Giants, two teams who have struggled with consistency this year. Um, I'm going to tip the Giants um, because they won last week, and that's the only reason. If Essendon had played better than and won, then I probably would have tipped them. But uh, they played shithouse, and the Giants played okay. So go yeah, that's all you can really yeah, it's all you can really go by, isn't it? And Essendon, correct me if I'm wrong, and I know we're tipping most of these games without knowing the teams, but it would surprise me if the ins were an Essendon forward line this week, and I don't <laughs> think that's going to be the case. So mm. unless that happens, I may change it to the Dons. But yeah, the Giants haven't been as they're, they're a bit shaky as well, but they're quite potent when they go inside fifty, and I reckon they'll be able to get it done against the uh, the forwardless Dons. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that uh, it was good to see. What was his Sean Draper? Is that his name? Um, oh yeah, Sam Draper. Really, he was uh, Sam good. Draper. Good to see him. Yeah. I reckon he's. Uh, you know, there's a, you can see why the Saints chased him. Uh, yeah. was it last last year, the year before. Last year. Um, yeah, you can see why they gave did, him a nice pay rise. Really, has some, has some real. Did. Yeah, right. Just inflated his value a little bit. Um, yeah, he's absolutely going to be a player. I saw some. I saw some stuff from him in that game. I didn't watch a hell of a lot of it, but what I did see are just some moments of Sam Draper. I thought, gee, that's um, he could be a, an answer to some questions down at um, Tullamarine, I think. Absolutely. Uh, playing, He's I got a, he, a, a bit of a role he, marshal thing about him. Just, oh, absolutely. Just I was exactly what I was something. thinking. He could really play yeah. that uh, dynamic ruck forward role um, if they can, whether it match him with Bell Chambers probably um, or Phillips, but most likely Bell Chambers, I think. Yeah. Good for them, but they're yeah. going to lose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> another L. And the buyers for this week are the Eagles, Blues, Dockers, and Hawks, who will be resuming uh, resuming con- the contest and uh, starting the next round on Saturday the 8th of August uh, with Port taking on Richmond at the Adelaide Oval. But that's next week. Uh, yeah. And we're going to cover it then. Time. Yeah, when we get a week- solid internet connection. Yeah, that's right. When we when we don't have a take two, a second take, and then when we don't have thirty minutes of pod content followed by thirty minutes of um, internet foibles, and uh, I and want hot takes, not multiple takes. Yeah, that's right. We want first take, but a hot take. We want a, a one hot take, one hot minute, and a minute. Come and get it. That's it for us this week on AFL Equins. Thanks for joining us. You look after yourselves. Enjoy the footy. Stay safe. Uh, tell your loved ones you love them, and uh, we'll catch you next week. Yeah, it was nice. It was a great send-off.
<laughs> All I would have added is like, I can't add anything to that. <laughs> <laughs>